1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This
0: this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I'll say this, it's so much better to do a podcast after a win. It's crazy to think they're 4-3, and their first winning record of the season, a huge game a week from tomorrow, Monday Night Football. We'll get to all of those previews as the week goes on, but a little bounce back on what we've been able to see. We talked a little bit about Eli Applecam, Taylor Britt, Joe Burrow, and this offense. Let's talk about the wide receiver realm because... We see Jamar in Louisiana, the homecoming. Then Jamar finds the end zone twice. We feel like that was a T Higgins touchdown. Then you get the ball to t- Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst at times. And it's just so much fun to watch. Again, like I mentioned early on in the podcast, when all these guys are healthy, this is a very scary offense in the AFC. And I would say, I mean, this sounds like such a Homer thing I'm going to say on this podcast, but you know what? I can because we have Cincinnati in this podcast and I'm going to do it. I I I can't find another one. Even when we talk about the Bills and the Chiefs of an offense, I would be more afraid of if everybody's healthy. When I look at all these guys right now in the Cincinnati offense,
0: I don't know. I I, I feel like, like when well, they when they play, it's similar level. It's a similar level of you should be nervous about this. Uh, yeah, the, to talk about the wide receivers, what a game for Tyler Boyd. I mean, at least when the game mattered in the first half, he had over hundred yards. I think Chase might have been near that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking in the first half, did he get okay. 100? I don't think he did, but anyway, uh, Tyler Boyd did. I knew in the first quarter he had 100 yards because I was like, oh my goodness, this is a Tyler nice. Boyd game. And he was making some incredible catches. Um, the, the deep ball felt more like the defense just kind of – I don't know, <laughs> they kind of pooped the bed on that one. Uh, so the defender just falls down trying to cover two guys at once. And uh,
1: Like they, the defense, so they kind of like it had
0: that right there. They they kind of <laughs> – they had a little mental fart on that play. So safety falls down, nobody runs with Boyd, easy touchdown. Um, really still a good throw from Burrow because I felt the the pocket was a little bit collapsed on him, so he threw it without being able to fully step into it. And I know there's complaints about his arm strength, but he was able to get that ball 50 yards downfield. So that was a good throw, more than was a good catch to me, although nice job to still get in the end zone. He made a really nice catch on that corner route and almost got in. He was almost 100 yards of two touchdowns in the first quarter because of that one. And then his best catch was the one hander over the middle, just. What a catch. And then I think he takes a hit low and he still holds on. He spikes the ball after. And I was like, you deserve that. Yeah, that's all you. So what a game for Tyler Boyd. Salute. And then uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about this was – uh I feel like they fed into the Hayden Hurst thing a little bit. They you know? did. Like, we, I think they, about it. we were talking about that. That's what I was thinking of. It is that I think they fed into. I I noticed it twice. One was a screen to him on the outside that he I think picked up like seven yards, and then the other one he throws Burrow throws this ball high. I guess this is his one miss. He threw the ball high to Hurst and he didn't come down with it. It was like double coverage. He's yeah. getting hit as he's trying to make the catch. I'm like, I think Burrow's feeding into it a little bit too much here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's funny is, and I could be wrong, and I apologize. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I want to remember because one of my favorite things after one is watching the locker room game balls because Zach Taylor has a lot of game balls that he gives out.
0: I mean, this it's is at like, least like three to four every time. Yeah.
1: But I this is why, and again, I'll get to haters in just a moment. This is why I know people how people feel about Zach Taylor, but one of the reasons why I like this guy. Is because he'll come in and just start reading stats off his head before he even looks at his paper, and I'm like Zach, how did you know that that was eight minutes and three seconds? Like you have a lot going on. You're the head coach. You're calling plays out there. But he's like, and then this play was eight minutes and, and uh, three seconds as we drove down the field. And I'm like, hey, dude, you're not, like, so, this is why I like you. And then he'll get into the like, we have a lot of game balls to give out, and one of his game balls was to Hayden Hurst and the reason I mean obviously it was going to Hayden Harris they're playing the Falcons whatever and I want to say and again I hate the fact that I don't have this pulled up right now I could just click on my computer and find it out he had under 60 yards and he was like oh Hayden nurse you know okay, okay, like and then they threw it to him. And I was like that was totally a revenge game ball maybe they listened to the podcast maybe this was a revenge podcast six receptions for 48 yards so under 60 yards he had 48 yards and they're like game ball Hayden Hurst
0: I look and they fed into it I benefited because uh no insider trading I don't know anything that's actually happening I was just putting my theory out there this is gonna be a Hayden Hurst game because I think he's you know he wants to prove something yeah they play him in my uh in my daily fantasy and I won six dollars today so great for you yeah it it was it was a good Hayden Hurst thank you I will say mostly it was probably playing Joe Burrow and scoring 50, but the, yeah. the 10 from Hurst really does help.
1: I will say this. Again, you know, when you're at a game, things just really don't impact the same as when you're watching it at home To be like, man, this guy's having an unbelievable game. And that's what, what Joe Burrow was today. I had to look at the stats after I left the game and be like, dang, Joe Burrow really did have a day. Because obviously someone oh, like
0: this, I knew in, in the it
1: took me leaving the game to be like, Joe Burrow had himself a day. 481 yards, three touchdowns, and to four, four
0: really, because he ran one.
1: You're right, you're right, you're right.
0: I'm no, right I'm team. just adding to it.
1: <laughs> you're right, you're right. Give him, give him, give him those stats. But to honestly go back to what we and saw. Like
0: week, 80% completion too, somewhere around there.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 34-42. All right, I'll
0: stop now. No picks. Okay. No, I'm done.
1: But you go back to week one. I don't even want to think of the Baltimore Ravens pick. I think that's a silly pick. I think that was something that obviously Joe would, I hate saying this because every quarterback would like every interception they've ever thrown back, but take away that one, go back to week one. What do you look like against the Pittsburgh Steelers? And no other team has faced the Pittsburgh Steelers with TJ Watt and how that defense looked. credit to the defense against Pittsburgh Steelers week one. But you go into that game and see what Joe Burrow has been able to do every single week. And what he has faced those weeks leading up to where we're at now. It's unbelievable week seven. You look at where he is and think, hey, this guy's the it's exactly what we saw from the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Everybody wanted to count them out at two and three and said, oh, everybody in the league is figured they're
0: even, out. Yeah, they're even joking about the cover two thing.
1: Yeah, Everybody figured thing. out Patrick Mahomes. This offense is it's done. They're not going to be the team in the AFC. And look, they did lose to the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC championship game. They did lose to Cincinnati at home and they broke their little win streak. But you see what that was last year and you heard the same comments. I actually heard from Jeff Schwartz, who is a Kansas City Chiefs, former Kansas City Chiefs guy. He had told me early on in the season, he goes, look, there's nothing to be to be afraid of with Cincinnati. They're gonna be fine. He said, I remember when the Chiefs started two and three last year and everybody felt the same exact way about this Chiefs team. He's like, Joe's still gonna be Joe, and this offense still gonna be scary in the AFC. And you still have an overall team. There's nothing to be worried about. That was after week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. After they gave the ball away five times on the offense, and it didn't look. It looked pretty terrifying, honestly. That was one of my biggest worries over the first couple weeks. Was like, oh, this offense is not very good right now. And hopefully Joe Burrow can bounce back. And it is exact same storyline. Start two and three. You win three and three. You go four and three. Obviously, these next two games are absolutely huge, and we'll preview those over the next couple weeks when you think of the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. Look, Cleveland has had their number over the last couple years with Joe Burrow at quarterback, and Baker Mayfield is no longer there, and he played his face-off during those matchups. But still, it's Monday night. It's prime time. It's on the road. It's against Cleveland. They've won two games this season. Everybody knows that's not going to be easy. AFC North divisional games are just – Absolutely crazy. They're just insane. It doesn't matter what someone's record is. And you look at that and you have to legit take these next two weeks one game at a time. You look what Carolina was able to do against the Bucs today. And it's just insane. I, 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 you can't sleep on anyone right now in the NFL. So obviously these next two games going into the bye are huge. Joe Burrow talked about it earlier in the week and he said, I remember what happened last year. We lost to the Jets. We lost badly to Cleveland going into the bye week. So obviously these next two weeks are huge for this team, but it just brings a little like a similar situation to what we saw with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. So I feel personally when I watch what Joe Burrow has been able to do the last couple weeks is this team is just getting started.
0: Yeah, no, I was – I believe I said on here at least that I felt this was a little bit similar to the Chiefs one, and that hit me when everybody kept talking about the cover two because I remember the narrative last year about the Chiefs not figuring out cover two, and it's just like it's a hard defense to throw on. So, like, it happens, and then you get to – running offenses that are more designed to beat that and you get to the run game starts working a lot better and it worked a lot better for the chiefs at times um so you get them out of that so that, that's that's what i think is just like it, it was pretty similar that they got more of this covers than they thought they would they thought maybe they get more quarters and that's a different coverage than cover two even though they're both too high so they knew they're gonna get too high but they probably thought they're gonna get a bit more quarters than they were covered too so they start getting all this cover Two, and they're like okay we gotta rethink our game plan a little bit and maybe get a little more run game going and then the run game still not working all that issues and didn't matter they figured it out and just like the chiefs the chiefs figured it out and i know that you probably have a little bit more faith in the chiefs figured out because andy Reid's the coach and he's been around since forever i mean but the at least early 2000 i can't remember exactly when philly hired him but you know he's been around for at least 20 plus years as the head coach and before that he was still an offensive coordinator in the league so there's a i can see the reason he's always had such a good offense so yeah You can see Andy Reid, he'll figure it out. So can Zach Taylor figure it out? To me, it almost doesn't matter as much. It's like, well, Joe Burrow is going to be Joe Burrow eventually. It's not like they'll always be able to do this to him. And we were always saying he was missing those throws a little bit. Now when those start hitting, this starts working. So, okay. I just want to do a real quick end one. of. um, All right, What was your favorite defensive play of the game?
1: Oh, my gosh. I have
0: two in my mind. I want to do something positive on defense because I feel like most of the time we talk about this defense, it was, oh, goodness, Eli Apple finally did give up the touchdown.
1: Oh, this is kind of cheating, but it's not my favorite defensive play. It's just kind of overall. It's the shutout in the fourth quarter. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is you. you, This is a cop out. This is a very (laughs) softball answer, and I'm cheating kind of. But I want to say this because I wanted to tie this in. If you were to you watch the Zach Taylor game ball social media um, clip, it's one of my favorites. I don't know why I love it because everyone's so excited. They look like little kids after a win. The chance of Lou in the locker room. Has me like, look. I always feel this way. I know you said when at halftime they go go down and kick the field goal, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a little, uh, this is a little too close for comfort. I just had faith because of what we've seen over the last year and a half on almost two years that Lou makes those halftime adjustments and maybe it's a little PTSD of what Marvin Lewis would not do. Everyone would think, oh, they're going to go, what do they even do at halftime? Do they even talk to the players? I always felt like those were the conversations Marvin Lewis would take his timeouts into the locker room and just be like, oh, we're not going to use these. Obviously we can't. And nothing ever changed and I never had faith in it. But with Lou, I was like, they're going to be fine. They're going to have the halftime adjustments. Yeah, they're without Logan. Yeah, they're without DJ Reader, dealing with a few injuries. But I feel pretty confident. So yeah, it's a cop out. I say when they shut them out in the fourth quarter. I'm going right. for that. Tell me, I'll, then, I, then, I'll <laughs>
0: give, then I'll give my two. Since since, since I guess there's you two, two on the table.
1: Since I gave an easy answer.
0: Yeah. So my first, my my favorite, I think, would be the Joseph O'Sai spin move on Jake okay. Matthews, who's a good left tackle. He goes inside. And he spins outside and Jake Matthews falls down. And anytime that that offensive lineman is picking himself off off the ground at the same time the quarterback is, not a good situation. What a sick move. I think that's his first career sack. It I, might I'm, be. I don't think he has one before this. I know he's gotten some hits. Nope. He's gotten back there, but I don't think he's got any sack. So his first career sack is this sick inside out spin move. And spinning outside is harder than spinning inside because when you spin inside, it's so much of like, I'm selling upfield, like I'm rushing and then you just spin back inside spinning outside. You have to sell the inside stuff. So he sells inside spins outside, knocks Jake Matthews to the ground and brings Merida down. What a sick first sack. I'm calling this for a sec uh people you could dunk on me at it for right now, as you're talking okay well i'm calling his first career sec but yeah that what a sick move to get that and i guess a good left tackle he didn't he didn't do it against uh, like a backup level guy or whatever the jets were throwing out there when they played them so shout out Joseph. Osai. my second favorite was the chidobe wuzie hit on kyle pitts oh my goodness <laughs> that was like a wwe meet mid midair collision except it was real uh man kyle pitts jumps up to try to catch the ball and get it over the uh goal line looks like on on tv i don't even remember if you see che- cheeto until like he starts he just flies down and hits him he like comes out of nowhere because I was like, ah, shoot. They gave up that touchdown. So Kyle is in the air and just speared by Chidobe. What a tackle to prevent that touchdown. I know the Falcons scored after. I don't care. I don't what a care. play in that moment to stop the touchdown i mean put his body on the line made a huge hit i mean th- this is what the Bengals' cornerback room they want it to be are these physical guys like him like mike hilton like cam taylor britain even eli apple all these guys are physical and they want to hit so shout out to those two plays because they were two of my favorite defensive plays on the year
1: all right i will say i looked it up there's only a, a, a number one next to joseph Asai, so it says one sack and I want to say that's very updated that Joseph Asai has one sack, which is amazing. It came at a great time. Cheeto is the top five, top five cornerback. Oh, it's time man. to talk about that. It's time to talk about it.
0: Uh, the, off vibes. Okay. Yes. I'll, okay. I'll, just, I'll just go off vibes. Sure. Uh, the, not, my thought is just like, yeah, I just looked it up. He had zero sacks before today. So congratulations, Joseph Asai. Congratulations. On your first sack. It was absolutely disgusting. Um, Cheeto. Yeah, sure. We'll just say top five. I don't yeah, know. Like in my mind, I just keep thinking it's like, I, I want to count it out. I want to do this, but also there is also the, there's the real top five and then there's the vibe of a top five. And let's he's got do the it. vibe of a top five. Corner, you know, Like how many top five corners are there? I don't know. Seven. <laughs> That's okay, a, let's, so I, like, yeah, I could probably name, I could probably name five guys that deserve it uh, just as much as Cheeto, but I don't care. <laughs>
1: All right. After wins, we are only gonna do vibes. We're gonna be like, <laughs> top five. Joe, top Burrow, five Joe Burrow vibes. Joe top five, but honestly, that's not even a vibe. That's real life. So yeah, I mean,
0: Joe Burrow top three vibes today. Top, top three, three vibes. vibes.
1: A vibes. vibes. No, Top all right. We're to end this vibes. podcast because we are told to end it right now. <laughs> this is what I love about winning. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to pull back the curtain to hit people who are listening. We had zero topics going in. We legit just jumped in and we're like, let's talk about this. We just like talked about everything without topics. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. There's plenty to talk about. Obviously, we love talking about a win. Um, we will have more later on Tuesday and Thursday. A Little preview prediction Monday night football. Our least favorite. Of the season when it comes to primetime, but we'll get to all that later in the week. But what do you have on all Bengals this week?
0: Check out the takeaways from Victory Monday. I'm sure I'll be writing about haven't wrote anything. I'm not one of those writers that pre writes. <laughs> uh, I never <haven't, laughs> wrote anything, uh, but I'm sure there'll be a ton about Joe Burrow's game, about the wide receivers, Tyler Boyd, and uh a whole bunch of you know defense too. So a whole bunch of fun takeaways i have no idea how many i never know how many i'm gonna do <laughs> but you know probably like five somewhere five plus or minus two uh i'll like say plus two minus one somewhere in that range so seven to four takeaways
1: <laughs> good, vibes only. good vibes, only.
0: vibes only feels like a five feels like a five it is, is a good say?
1: five we got some sunday night football tonight a little miami dolphins little <laughs> pittsburgh steelers and afc action so we'll be watching that but uh Good vibes only, Big to North matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns the first time they see each other this season. We'll have more later in the week, but thank you as always for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.